0: Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts podcast for February 19th of 2018. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com.
1: I'm Cameron Walsh from HockeyHurts.com.
0: And our schedules have finally worked again. This has been a real pain in the ass, has it not?
1: It has. We're doing this pre work for me and on holiday for you. So
0: we're going to catch up with the Penguins uh, at three Pete <laughs> back on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: maybe a little bit of the Olympics and how much both of us has, have watched it. And then we have some interesting stuff coming up um, in the NHL, and that is the trade deadline. So we'll talk about some of the names that could be moving. So where would you like to begin?
1: Let's just start with the uh, team that's maybe look like a fool. Let's we'll start with Pittsburgh. <laughs>
0: I, th- I think they might make the playoffs.
1: I think you might be right. <laughs> it does help that Gino's gone into God mode, and um, the best thing for me is that it isn't just the three superstars carrying the team anymore. They are getting contributions down the lineup now. So if that holds, this team is going to be terrifying to play against.
0: I think um, the beginning of their winning ways, like early January, I think it was the big three carrying a lot of it, but I think since then, you've seen some, as I wrote today, some similarities to the 2015-16 team, and that's, that's the team I would want to look like.
1: Oh yeah, comparatively, if you look at the previous two, you definitely want to be the first, not the second version absolutely but that was the thing for me when i came out and and made myself look like a fool you could see that it was literally just the big three that were carrying the team and the other players hadn't quite got on board yet but they are now like the yeah sid kessel and, and gino might be contributing to a lot of the the points but other players are actually being involved now like rust is scoring Hagelin has decided to not be uh, a complete tyre fire. Um, Latang's actually starting to get um, re- reward for the consistent play that he's had cropping up over the last month. Dumoulin's scoring goals. So the people around the stars that you need to contribute on any Stanley Cup team are actually starting to do that for them. I mean, um, <clears throat> Zach Aston Reese, the fact that he's been able to come in, plonk himself in front of the net look comfortable there, um, has really helped this team and would give them an opportunity to just walk away from, from Hornquist, I think, at the end of the year if they wanted to. So it'll be interesting to see um, when Hornquist comes back into the lineup, how they do shuffle the lines.
0: Yeah, so it's it's nice getting uh, production from Simon or Simone. Absolutely. You know, that I can't keep up with the pronunciations.
1: I look, sherry, sherry. I mean, come on, how are we supposed to know?
0: Well, when he tells us, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Aston Reese is off to a nice little start. Sid's taking all, like, the rookies and staying afloat. Malkin gets the two Swedes. And someone we haven't mentioned yet, Riley Sheehan, is uh, playing a lot better. Is it quality a teammate? Yeah, I mean Kessel and Gensel, but if you can do that and and have Sid and Gino do their thing, and Kessel and Gensel can um, turn Chien into uh, a quality, dare I say, third-line center, then let's roll.
1: Um, Because you look at how much he really struggled in Detroit and then how much he struggled in Pittsburgh. I wasn't
0: concerned with, like, (coughs) I know it was uh, the funny meme of last year, did Riley Sheehan score tonight. You know, obviously his shooting talent wasn't as bad as it was last year.
1: No, of course not.
0: Um, His possession had been going down. I, I was a little more concerned about that, but that seems to be fine.
1: And you look at who he was playing with. At the start of the year, is the Pittsburgh's third line slash fourth line center there for a little while? He seems to have picked up his game when he's got some teammates who can actually do something around him. So the fact that Pittsburgh can push Kessel down onto that third line has obviously helped him lift his game. And Gensel is a great hockey player, I think. So, <clears throat> excuse me, it would be very surprising that 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 Jake doesn't help. Uh, someone like Cheyenne, um, improve the way he's going. If he stays like this the rest of the year, um, particularly over the next six days with the trade deadline coming up, Pittsburgh's decision-making changes quite a bit, I think. Yeah, instead of HBK, you got GSK.
0: No, but same, like, the is, third line is going to be another scoring line like I've always advocated for, that's going to be tough to match up with.
1: Well, no matter how poorly I think they allocate that fourth-line roster positions... um, As far as,
0: like you said, changing the deadline, you know, you could really shift your focus for another uh, winger if you're comfortable with Sheehan. Where do you...
1: This is where I don't think Hornquist fits in this lineup right now, and I know... No,
0: no, he'll go, he'll go... um, (coughs) He, he can go right back with Malkin.
1: So then who are you pushing down to the fourth line? Rust? Sure. Sherry? Although he's out injured at the moment, isn't he? Is he? No, he's no. been playing. No, 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 he's been playing. Don't mind me. Apologies.
0: Um, I don't know. Either one. Now look at your lineup.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling though Rust is a product of who he plays with. So you throw him down there and you've got him playing with Carter Rowney, I just I think that really Well
0: Carter Rowney won't be on my roster.
1: N- nor mine, but he's he's on this particular roster though. That's They're giving
0: him that's, the Craig Adams treatment.
1: Well fuck that. Later later
0: stages, Craig Adams. Where he plays like four minutes a night.
1: And I still think that's gonna burn this team in the playoffs if they do that in the playoffs.
0: Well, I think the deadline will be interesting. Maybe they get a fourth-line center.
1: If you get a fourth-line center, the assets you have to give up are substantially less than what you would for a third-line center with teams thinking Pittsburgh desperately needed one. So in regards to keeping said team and future prospects and you know future ability to pick up prospects still intact, I would prefer them to go, yeah, we do need a, an upgrade at, at, at fourth-line rather than... We need to add a, hopefully, a top six winger. Do you know what I mean? The cost to acquire is, is less.
0: I mean, you bump Russ down, you call Sprong up, you start eliminating Doesn't... some of the dead weight really quick.
1: And then you only have to find somebody you, you know, put Peugeot in at fourth line center. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. I'd take the test as a fourth-line center, as long as the acquisition cost isn't stupid.
0: I think it would be stupid. I think they would actually Correct. value him more than a guy like Epperly.
1: Correct. Absol- absolutely. Actually,
0: Ryan Strom would be the one I would want.
1: We'll throw him at a fourth-line center, and he's not underperforming all of a sudden. If, particularly if you had Ruston, Sprong as the, the wingers around the man.
0: I like the idea of Strom for Pittsburgh, but I don't know how realistic that is.
1: Oh, I can't see that happening unless you can convince um, Chiarelli he needs Hunwick. Well. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Said tongue-in-cheek, but there's that thing with Chiarelli that you just cannot trust him not to do something stupid. I like the fact that the rumors out now that they're keeping Cole and they're going to move on Hunwick. I would rather than keep Cole and not re-sign him and, and allow him to move on. Yeah, that, I think his value is way
0: higher to them. Uh, as is Horn like, yes, this podcast is advocated at times to trade Hornquist, but that time has come and gone. As far as value is concerned, he's more valuable to keep and walk. Whereas before there was term and higher value, and at least in, in my opinion. So, you know.
1: Oh yeah, Cole keep- and
0: Ho- and Hornquist are two of you just. You know, you let go
1: yep. at the end. Yep, it's the cost of doing business with a roster that's, you know, really turned a corner and, like you said, is is peatable the way they're playing at the moment.
0: Well, the shootings come back, and the goaltending's been better.
1: I was I was legitimately worried they were going to have one of those years where the shooting percentages just don't regress back to the norm it was just going to be one of those snake bit years and you know it helps that
0: at, at certain teams yes but like there's too much
1: You're right. high yeah, end absolutely. Talent. you you said that you know six weeks ago you said there's just too much high end talent for it to stay where it was and right in the money basically that you, you just can't keep you know Kessel and Sid and Gino down and um, it helps when the supporting cast start to get a bit you know Haglin's actually getting results for his good possession which was one of the things that was frustrating about him he was doing sort of everything right but getting no you know tangible return for it
0: and I think Sullivan Mike Sullivan actually kind of referenced that earlier in the year he was generating but not getting anything and instead of you know I, not that he didn't play fourth line at times, but instead of like burying him, okay, go go up to the Malkin line. Let's see what happens.
1: Yeah. It's, um, I, I will say this about Sullivan as a coach. What you've just explained then, I think separates him from um, some of the, use. Alain Vignot, for example, really separates him from coaches like that who are more than happy to, to bury guys because they're not getting tangible results, even though they are they well.
0: They're expected to have some sort of offensive ability, and when they don't get those results, they get punished. But when a guy that's not perceived to have any offensive ability doesn't do it, it's okay.
1: Because he's safe, apparently. So, I think that's what frustrates me about Carter Rowdy, is that it feels like he's, and I haven't checked the number, but it feels like his goals against per 60 should be through the roof almost like every time he's on the ice at 5 on 5 he's bleeding bleeding shots against and goals against, and it's like, why bother? It's not like he's brilliant on the penalty kill. He's not that good on the penalty kill to warrant keeping him as a fourth line. And I know you go fourth line, are uh, under 10 minutes a night, it shouldn't be a problem. But you look at the amount of games this team has played. You You're going for a
0: 3 it. and it's a yeah. funny sport. You kind of need all hands on deck.
1: Yeah, and to have two players in the lineup that you know are a third of the, you know, two two thirds of a a line that you need to play, hopefully twelve minutes a night, so that the the top nine guys can really fly. It just it seems stupid to me, because you know Sullivan and and Rutherford um, aren't free of criticism. They've done a brilliant job, but you can't. You can't just let things like that slide. It's the little things around the edges that'll make the difference for a team that's played so many games.
0: And especially when you inherit all of the hard-to-get pieces outside of Kessel.
1: Yeah. uh, Well, yeah, I mean... So
0: you're really only dealing with (laughs) out on the edges.
1: Yeah. Losing Schultz over the last couple of games, I know they've won, but it really does show the thinness of that blue line
0: I think it's okay if they're all there
1: yeah but you look at what happened last year Mark Straight played
0: well I should have played more
1: you know what I'm saying though I do but you even... know you've got Chad, Ru- Chad Ruriddle can't get into the lineup and he played as well last year so Cole I just uh, like Hunwick
0: Alexiak and about him pairing's fine Cost yep. to acquire was nothing. It was basically Josh Archibald.
1: Mm. I don't mind. I, that's the thing. Like I don't mind them when they're healthy. Just this team. Top four is traditionally, good. Uh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Marta, I t- Marta's taken strides this year in that I don't feel so worried when he's out there on the ice in a, in a top four pairing role.
0: Well, I think it's, again, he's one of those chameleons. He, he's a quality, a teammate guy, but can yep. match both the highs and lows of it.
1: Well, that's it's one of those things. You put him with a, a low-quality guy, and he's low-quality. You put him with a high-quality guy, and he's he's good enough to play up, up to that level. So, chameleon or not, it's it's been much improved this year with Schultz than it, than it has been in, all, in the couple prior.
0: I mean, Schultz does a lot of good things with the puck. It makes it easier.
1: Well... Similar to Niskanen, really, when you think about it, when Mata came into the league,
0: but then marta has got to play with Daly, a bunch, and that, you know, we we provided a lot of evidence that that pairing was not great. No,
1: so it it sort of reinforces that point you made. He is very much a chameleon in that in that context. You know, you know how you're talking about the goaltending. <clears throat> the The start of the year was so poor for. For Murray, that if he goes on a 9.30 run the rest of the way, his numbers are barely going to get back to league average. Like They're barely going to get back to
0: 9.21. For even strength?
1: Yeah. Like, he has to go on a ridiculous tear at the end. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see where his numbers end up this year, because they might end up, you know, flurry-ish. In regards to some of the years yeah, he nine, had, yeah, nine oh four, not great. Yeah, no, no, absolutely not great. And you could see the team struggled because of his start to the year. So it is funny that, um, yeah, and it looks as though he's going to be peaking right in the playoff time, and you know, um, push that um, reputation of his further in, and further forward. But the uh, full season um, statistical reference against Fleury will be very interesting, I think.
0: Corsica's given me some funny results on Murray as I'm looking it up. I got a Matt Murray who's played thirty four games and is at nine oh four this year, which is bad. Then I go to the top <laughs> because I thought Flurry would be up there. And Matt Murray's fourth in five games at nine forty
1: one. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's yeah, but thing. I don't
0: understand. Why are there two Matt Murrays? Oh I've no I'm not
1: gonna bother looking. I have no idea. You've got me absolutely confused, Corsica. What the hell are you doing, Manny?
0: <laughs> I'll take the nine, nine forty-one guy, though.
1: <clears throat> absolutely. Flair's yeah, at nine twenty-nine,
0: having a great year.
1: Correct. And you know, not wanting to throw the the comparatives out there for the two of them, but it does show you how um, a season can roller coaster and a twenty-game stretch of really subpar play you can. Uh, kill a whole bunch of numbers.
0: No, but, you know, obviously Murray spent time away from the team for, this, you know, a serious thing. Yep. And since coming back, he's been really
1: good. He has. He's, he's been great. Like, that's, that's an easy turning point to define for, for Murray there. Um, and he's, he's been really good. Like, even the game against... Toronto, where he gave up three, um, he was he was great. You can't you can't judge him for his his play since um, since that turning point. He's he's been fantastic, and it does it does help a team that likes to push and obviously ends up creating some really bad turnovers because of it. Um, it does bail them out because they they don't have to try and play catch up. The the puck's not in the back of the net. So.
0: Jari came in, did did fine. I th- I think the goaltending will give them average or better from here on out.
1: And you've stayed for quite a while that's all this team needs.
0: <laughs> they might need a little bit more if they run into Tampa, but across that bridge. But that's
1: that's the same case with everybody.
0: <clears throat> Nobody, but last year the Metro it was a real cruel thing to go through. Pittsburgh's in first place as of this moment. Now it's now they've played. More more games just won. Oh did they? Yeah. Wait. They played? Yeah. Oh they had a President's Day game? Oh. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh they they beat Buffalo 3 2, so oh, theoretically well, that's a half they should a point. be back on top. <laughs> yep, they're back on top yeah. Well okay. <clears throat> Still
0: Pittsburgh's up there after like yeah. being the other in a spot where
1: they've got a plus fifteen goal differential. I remember saying that if they can't get that up, then they're not going to make the plus. I also said I didn't think they could get that thing uh, above zero, and they've absolutely killed it. So they've scored like five. everything goals that I was worried about. This team has completely turned around.
0: But their possessions good too which makes you feel better about it.
1: As opposed Sparring to last year. Barring yesterday.
0: They, Columbus. It was like a repeat of the playoff series last year where Columbus was uh, doing well possession-wise, but Pittsburgh had the high danger advantage.
1: What is up with Bob and Pittsburgh?
0: I don't know. He, he won the first ever game at console. Gave the Penguins fits as a flyer, and then I don't know what the hell happened. He started winning Vesna's, and apparently part of that deal was to suck against the Penguins.
1: Uh, that's the deal with the devil. <laughs> Could be a problem in division.
0: Especially with the playoff format. Although Columbus, yeah. Columbus might not be uh, joining that party anyways.
1: They've gone on a terrible skip. Terrible skid, and I. It's it's really weird. Like you just you keep saying there's a loss or an OT loss, shootout loss, and it's like well, luckily they're getting, you know, points out of some of those games, but it would be frustrating for a coach for a team that, for for my mind, looks pretty good on paper. It, it, you know, like any team, they've got a couple of holes here and there, but um, what do you do if you're the GM there?
0: um well i think a lot of the heavy lifting had already been done i don't know how you undo some of those contracts correct
1: that's that's sort of my point they they kind of locked in this year for for what they are
0: dubinsky and felino are on for the next three years at around 5.7 ish if you uh, average their contracts together <laughs>
1: No, Alex Wenberg
0: is at four point nine. I'd have think, I'd have I to look into him. I don't. I don't know.
1: I don't think Ryan Murray being injured really helps them either. I know he's going to be back soon. Um, I don't know, man. He's. So they should have taken yeah.
0: the Islanders' entire draft. Remember that?
1: That was a, that was a Garth Snow idea, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, he was going to trade the whole draft for the to take Ryan Murray.
1: He's, um, he's been bailed out by some other GMs at times, hasn't he?
0: And sometimes not. <laughs> yeah, this
1: is very true.
0: Tell you what, if they get a first rounder for Jack Johnson, though. See, I don't think I don't think they'll trade him. I think, I think the, I think that it's greater than zero.
1: It is, but he's a UFA, so how are they getting a the first-rounder for uh, an upcoming UFA? I mean... I think I think teams are starting to value their first-round draft picks a little more than they used to.
0: Teams, but it only takes one.
1: Correct. No, you're absolutely right. It only takes one cheerleader. He's my benchmark now for ridiculousness, I've decided.
0: Well, Benning just signed an um... extension, yeah.
1: It's like Western Canada is trying their hardest to, to be idiots. Actually, speaking of Western Canada, uh, Backlund, good deal.
0: Oh man, you're gonna dog Gino like that?
1: What do you mean, dog Gino? We can go back. We have no, we have no plan in this podcast. You know that by now. <laughs> All
0: right, I'll talk about Backlund. I do want to talk about Gino. Maybe not winning the heart, but maybe a finalist.
1: At least, it, hey, look. If Corey Perry can can win it with the tail end of a year, why can't Gino? Gino's having himself
0: <clears throat> quite the season. He's fun. It's been fun.
1: The touch pass he did to Brian Rust in the Columbus game that just went by. Um, just the confidence that's oozing out of him. He, he must be terrifying for a defender as he's coming down at the moment for completely different reasons to why that people one would be terrified
0: looked, of um, showy and flashy even though it really wasn't uh the other play i thought was great drives into the columbus zone because he's a zone entry monster calls the attention of four guys and then does um a spatial drop pass that Dumoulin just steps into as yeah. everybody uh falls away and uh, uh. do scored I've always said his shot's not bad. I just don't understand why it doesn't score hey, more. Four goals this year, most of his career. I watched him run the power play in um, Wilkesbury a few times. Like uh, they used to come here to Rochester preseason, and then I would go to some of the games. Uh, you know the real ones here. Yeah, he always he ran a good.
1: He was fine on the power
0: play. You don't think about him like that, but uh, it
1: does. It does show you the, the gap in skill level in regards to the fact that you know he can run a power play. But you go, well, you've got Schultz and Latang.
0: Oh no, you I'm not, not asking him to do it at the NHL no, level. I'm
1: just wondering what, I why. I realized that. Score feels like he just throws it on net for the sake of it sometimes, as opposed to really having the confidence to to do anything with it, which is bizarre to me.
0: But he's, he's cha- I think Ovi scored today, but he's chasing Ovi down for goals. Don't know if he's quite going to touch Kucherov, who probably should be the the leader for the heart right now. But he's got a puncher's what? chance.
1: The, th- the, the thing with Kucherov, though, is he's in Tampa. And I know that they're, you know, they're leading the league in a lot of areas, but... They've been out there for so long, I can just see the media just ignoring him, which seems ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, they're both Russian, so...
1: (laughs) There's the other... That's your other problem as well.
0: Maybe Patrick Kane will get it. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I don't have much more to add on Gino. I just wanted to give him some appreciation for his nine hundred points. We love you, Mister One Hundred
1: One. Well, no, that's his new year.
0: <laughs> love watching him Does play.
1: Sh- he's he's so much fun. And the thing that's that's cool. I might is actually.
0: The, oh God, do I want to say it? I I think I like watching him more than Sid. I'm not saying he's better.
1: But different I, style. He's more aesthetically pleasing. Simple I don't know. That?
0: There's things Sid does that are great too.
1: Yeah, but there Obviously. are certain things that yeah, <laughs> oh, really. There's there certain...
0: stuff he does well. Oh, okay.
1: <clears throat> there are certain things about Sid's game that that aren't flashy and, and showy, and and Gino provides more of that. So, but I get the nuance uh, unless...
0: of all that. Like, like I But can that's see your problem. It. It's nuance. I think Gino still is more aggressive. Like Sid used th- to take one on twos and try to split people, and he he doesn't do much of that anymore. Where I think Gino will still try and walk a guy, and I still like I still like seeing that, even though it's not a high percentage play all the time.
1: I th- I th- actually it's one of those things where I think having Hagelin on his line allows him to do that because he knows Hagelin can get back. No, I don't think. they I,
0: think uh- like that.
1: I don't know I, I, it's, it's funny you, you do see I, I legitimately think Speed of teammate helps Melker decide to do that because he knows Haglin will cover for him if he gets you know if he gets stripped and it suddenly becomes a three on two the other way you, you pretty much guaranteed Hagelin unless he's deep in the zone is going to be able to get back and at least make it a three on three
0: well I can't disprove this hypothesis because only one guy can
1: do that this is why a podcast is brilliant
0: <laughs> all right good job gino uh you're back right, where do we? So I, I have this up right now and Backlund gets a lot of kudos in in the stats community and i tweeted out that you know calgary got a good good deal on it i um i still feel that way But his numbers um, offensively aren't quite where I thought they'd be. His points per 60 for the last uh, four years. And let me see if he's got a fifth in here. I don't know how old he is. He's got to be like mid-20s, right?
1: I think he's 28. Yeah, he's 28. Huh. I think for me, this contract really takes him through until he's 34, right? He's got Which a modified NTC. That's Correct, that's exactly right. And there's a modified NTC in the in the last three years of that deal. So the thing I like about that is that Calgary got a good AAV on the, on the contract, but also managed to not tie their hands at the, at the tail end of the deal if they do want to move him on
0: since twenty fourteen fifteen one point six two points per sixty one point seven one one point six seven one point three six this year the That's way the way he's talked up, I would have liked to have seen maybe one eights one nines, but that being said possession forty five point five nine sounds awful on the surface, not great he was positive relative to his teammates that year.
1: Yeah, How, what's the what's the what's the gap? What's his positive?
0: But since then it's How been much? uh 52.2%, 54.7, 55.1 this year. And in those 3 years it's been five uh he's been positive at least uh 5% two of the times in this year yeah. 4%. So he's he's driving play.
1: That I think is why the stats community are big on him is he is pushing play quite better, much more substantially compared to his teammates. And which which is valuable. In and,
0: it, and his offense in the past hasn't been negligible. So you, you, know, you know who he's like? Jordan Stahl.
1: Well, I'm a big Stahl fan. So I, yep. anybody that's like him, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I
0: mean? If you're at 1.71 points per 60 and you're... Uh, at 52% possession and that's 5% better than your teammates, like, that's... that's that's pretty good.
1: I think they've done it right. I mean, he costs less than Stoll,
0: So, yeah, that... Uh, I actually forgot about that signing because it goes to show you when the last podcast was. Yeah, it's a bit of a gap. <laughs> so... Do you want to do a, a little bit on the Olympics?
1: What four minutes worth? Okay, that's literally all I've seen.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen much more uh, men. I have watched uh, more women's than men.
1: It's it's so hard to find over here to watch. Like I'm not I'm not going to seek out the Olympics on on app um, broadcasters uh, digital apps or, or anything like that and they show it at weird times of the day weird times
0: of the day you're, you' you got to have
1: more favorable times than we do that's my point that's exactly my point they just stick it in weird spots it's just
0: oh you're yeah. saying they're not it's doing just, it live. <laughs> correct oh okay because i was going to say how are the events for you like the uh, overall like not bad right
1: yeah yeah that's the thing the time zones work quite well for for australia particularly for me i'm three i'm three hours you know the back end of the day and
0: so that's like east coast west coast here
1: exactly so it works it works really well in that context it's like um if i was a bazillionaire and i could just watch hockey all the time hockey works out really well for me cuz it's in the morning it's it's great but the 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 olympics works well but like any national coverage they always try to focus on the events that you know australians are going to do well in and then they go well we've always shown the the figure skating we've always shown the speed skating which are really fun events But it's like you know, there's a sport that's physical, fast. Don't they
0: know Margot Robbie likes hockey?
1: Oh, no, and it'll be why they're doing the thing, because she was in I, Tanya. Tanya, even. Jesus. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It, the it, Like I said to you before the podcast, I've watched four minutes of it, and I reckon it's been two minutes men and two minute women. And it's because I... I got there and went the ads. I can't. I can't deal with all the commercials.
0: I just don't have any interest in this tournament.
1: Well, the NHL is getting out of it what they want.
0: Yeah, but all right. So let me think how I'm going to craft this. I think the whole. Um... There's an argument out there. I'd rather send the college guys than the NHL guys. Because. To, what,
1: to an under 25 tournament? Or no, an, or just literally.
0: An, a... They don't want professionals involved. And I think that's stupid for the Olympics. I think you want the best in the world. All right. But the NHL didn't release their players. So I think I can think that. NHL is better than sending college players, and that argument's stupid. But I can also say sending retread pros over the best college players is stupid too. They should have yeah, just I mean, sent a college all-star team, and I'm talking the United States.
1: I I don't know. Right? If I mean, best, like... if if the best aren't going to be there, meh. It's just—it's just the reality of it. Yeah, but send the
0: best you got.
1: No, not going to hear me argue that. But you know, the NBA players always go to the Olympics. You're you're going to tell me I can't
0: find a D1 college player better than Noah Welch? Noah Welch got traded for fucking Gary Roberts like a million years ago.
1: (laughs) No, this is
0: this is true. Um, you know what I mean, like. Send the Hobie Baker candidates or something. I just can't... And and it kills me because the, the captain of our country lives 10 minutes from me. Oh,
1: he does too, yeah.
0: And, you know, I want to support him. He's a good uh, ambassador in our local hockey community. And it's been nice to follow his career. But I can't um, blindly... Um, just root for him as a local guy and just ignore kind of like how crappy the whole thing is
1: does it does it hurt more as an american knowing you were going to have
0: don't a bring very... it up
1: don't bring it up okay don't bring it up enough said enough said enough said um, okay, fucking kill, kill you <laughs>
0: <laughs> no honestly though like that that's kind of uh not kind of it's very disappointing yeah, I mean that roster. Well, assuming, okay, I don't know what roster they would have selected, and based on the past, it might not have been good. Correct. Yeah, but I do think the pool of players is the best it's ever been. Yeah, eligible players.
1: And that that argument you just made then is the same argument with the team they decided to take now. Anyway, well, didn't they have the choice to take the college players, or they were, have they, some or were they not allowed? Players, to? If I'm right. Yeah, so then once again, it's 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 a USA hockey issue more so than than anything else. It's not like they were restricted, was it by the Olympics? No, I don't think. Yeah, so I, I have know. a feeling that that USA hockey needs to have a, a rethink about.
0: They lost to the fucking Slovenia.
1: Resistance. Yeah,
0: after being up to was... nothing, like Kopitar's not there. So what the fuck happened?
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: losing to Russia, I get because
1: well, they, they, they have actually have, have freaking a yeah. unique
0: situation. And in fact, if they can't win this gold medal, then they need to just fucking you know
1: give it up. Yep. Um, what was I going to say? All right, should we move on? Should we move on to what everybody's really caring about, which is six or seven days time?
0: Uh, We will, but I would like to send best wishes to the U.S. women's team, who is very entertaining. And Canada's team is very entertaining, too. And guess what? They're going to play for a gold medal. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those ones where, is this where you get the monkey off your back?
0: The U.S. women? Yeah. You know, it's funny. They kind of kick Canada's ass that,
1: yeah, but still didn't win.
0: No, but I think they'll kick their ass again and win.
1: Oh, that's what um, everybody that I listen to at the moment—that's American—is pretty much saying exactly that.
0: So. No, but I think their team is really, yeah, awesome.
1: Yep, yeah. yeah, you're not being you're not being parochial or anything like that. It's everybody has got um got that feeling about this this women's team.
0: All right, trade deadline. Where are we starting?
1: Um. All right, I want to start with Carolina. Okay. Because trade winds
0: in Carolina, 100 mile an hour
1: trade winds. <laughs> I um I wanted to take I wanted to pick up Marazic. Category what?
0: Should we label their the the trade takes category 1 2 3 4 for
1: the hurricanes. <laughs> it's category 1 is ter- is um is really really bad for her. so that's the thing what do you do if uh, category 1's like destruction
0: no no that's the opposite no category 1's like the minimal
1: oh okay so then category 4 all i know is that they need another goalie i think there's a 5 li- oh, category Jesus. 5
0: is when they give away ron francis to the penguins
1: yeah okay oh, well if we're going to look at it in that context it's probably going to be a category category 3 because really to To get Mrazic from Detroit at this point would probably be a second round draft pick. And I think this team, the way this roster is constructed, they can give that up.
0: They got to, for that to make sense, they got to find themselves in a playoff spot.
1: I I think getting Mrazic would put them in the playoff spot. That's the thing. I think he's better than the two options they've got in there at the moment. And they did the right thing by going after Scott Darling. It was that a was good risk, right but
0: idea. man, didn't yep. work.
1: No reward.
0: No, none. <laughs> you could understand um, what they were going for, but...
1: Yeah, it just unfortunately, it's one of those things that that didn't work out. Now, this Carolina team, I think, is is good enough if they end up on the right side of the... Like, I, I think this Carolina team with the goalie that can be averaged to a little bit better than average, and Morazic has proven he can get ridiculously hot. He's they at 926 even teams. strength. So Correct. And, and people have said that he's not played great this year. So you get there with that, and 926 for a Detroit team is better than what either goalie in Carolina is providing them right now.
0: Although 923 and, for Ward, if you can believe that.
1: Yeah, I still don't trust him. No, I don't and either. He sucks. I, one of the things that annoys me with general managers is they ref, almost all of them refuse to admit they've made a mistake and correct the mistake quickly. Now, Scott Darling might be fine next year, but yeah. this team is right on the cusp of making the playoffs for a team that's usually short on cash, right? Tate Morazic on. It, it's, only for, it's only for this particular part of the season... Because he's a UFA. Um, You can still end up with the tandem you've got now for next year if you want to still stick with them. Just bring him in. You know, if somebody's stupid enough to take Ken Ward off waivers or whatever, it's not like they're close to the cap. So you don't even have to worry about that. I I don't want to see a season like this for Carolina not make the playoffs purely because they were too stubborn to add another goalie.
0: And a pending free agent nonetheless
1: yeah so that yeah so they don't even have to worry about next year and their cap situation they've got 15 million
0: by design
1: i i realize it's by design but if you're ever going to recoup some money by spending some a couple of playoff games at home would probably do that for you wouldn't it
0: yes yes it would So
1: I mean that's crazy. They'd have they'd have over 11 million tied up in their goaltenders for the rest of the year if you look at the full year cap hit, right? Which is ridiculous. But it's only for two and a half months.
0: I like that idea. They're they're actually sitting in a playoff spot right now.
1: Yeah. And I mean with 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 Neuvirth going down in Philly. Philly and Carolina may both need slash want Morazic, which is not great for either team because they'll drive the price up. But, you know, it's it's like just because you can see there's a massively good future at this club, don't waste a year for a team that's barely made the playoffs over the last decade.
0: Yeah, Carolina's got to kind of cash in on something
1: you know so, they don't have those generational players that you know. Fortunately, guys like Washington and Pittsburgh have had that. You know you're halfway there already. They don't have that, so when you do get a chance to make the playoffs, they just have to make it.
0: They have that ability right now. They're actually one of the top possession teams, so the goalie correct th- thing makes some sense.
1: And that's not even counting the 1.375 they're retaining of Eddie Lack's salary.
0: Boy. The fucking goalies have killed them.
1: They really have. Like that's that's the thing. Like they would be forking out so much money in that position just to get league average goaltending. But that's all they need to make the playoffs is league average.
0: So you want to uh, who who who's getting who from Ottawa?
1: Well, Travis Yost likes to try and push the goddamn Carlson to Tampa, which would be fucking awesome uh, for the league, but shitty for, you know, three-peat chances. I, I still don't see how, he, how that actually is going to happen, but who gets Mike Hoffman? That, that's probably the more realistic thought. It's crazy that they're going to move him. It, 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 it is in a hockey sense, but it's not in a contractual sense.
0: Oh no, I I get that their owner's a fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> that 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 team would do much better if somebody else fucking bought them.
0: I don't know where he goes because everybody could use him.
1: A- absolutely, and it's I mean, a he's great got,
0: contract.
1: He's got another year after this one, and two. at the end of that, oh yes, two. It's two more after this, yeah. And he, that means he'll be 31 at the end of that contract, right? So you can either decide to ante up for him, but if you're going to be a team that acquires him, you're acquiring him for the here and now sort of run over the next couple of years. So you could get to the halfway through the nineteen twenty season and go, yeah, we'll trade him as well.
0: I know who would be interesting. Same, yeah. team, same team that took um, an Ottawa player a few years back. I think Dallas.
1: Yeah. Do they need another winger? Why not?
0: Yeah, well, it's a, yeah, that's a
1: good point. It's they don't like, have cap space
0: not? though, so I don't know how they would pull that. Oh, they trademark my thought back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Same money. But and, and that's okay. So I know you, you said that as a joke, but that's the issue you've got with Ottawa. They're not going to retain salary on a deal, I don't think. Did they no, just no, retain? No. <clears throat> did they just retain on? Um, FNUF, well, so there you go. They're not going to do it now because they retained one point seven five on fornoof deal, so I can't see them retaining on another deal. No, because the whole point of trading these guys away is to save to save coin, so. I don't know. I just yeah. Is Broussard staying in there or is he going? I know Pittsburgh's interested, but <clears throat> how do you fit five million to that roster?
0: Sherry would probably be a guy that could do that. That would be three.
1: Yeah, I am reluctant to give up roster players for this. Penguins team.
0: Well, if it's Mike Hoffman, you can kind of do it.
1: Yeah, because the upgrade would be pretty good.
0: I don't know. I have no good opinion or feeling about where he's going. I just usually I'll be like, oh, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. It. I don't know. There's so many potential suitors for it, or should be.
1: Well, Winnipeg could take him on. Yeah. So could St. Louis?
0: St. Louis is something that I've kind of, I think I read.
1: Oh, really? Okay. The Jets have basically got the cap space. Like they could almost slot him in without losing a rostered player if they wanted to. But if they were going to bring Hoffman in, just trade, you know, Marco Dano. He he seems to be in every trade for a player at the moment in his career. He can't seem to stay in the one place.
0: Nope. Yeah, I mean Hoffman, wow, that would be quite a trade for um whoever gets it.
1: I, yeah, I don't know.
0: I think I think really highly of him
1: and the the hard thing isn't oh who's going to want him but the hard thing is everybody anybody that's in a, a playoff position should be looking to try and get Hoffman um and I, I don't trust Dorian to not get a little ripped off it's players like he you know how everyone says if you tr- whoever trades away the best player never wins the trade Mm-hmm. It's the Hoff, it's the Hoffman type of players are the situations where I think that is so true. You're never going to get back enough assets or a similar quality player that you're going to win the trade. So you're not going to already... win
0: trades when it's financially driven.
1: No, no, I totally understand that. But it's like, you know, are they going to get back a first, a top prospect and a fourth round draft pick for that? Immediately the team on the ice is is worse. And you can't guarantee that you're going to hit on the first round draft pick and the anything past, you know, the first three or four picks in the second round are really, really big raffles. So, and he's just been re-signed. So, I mean, he's got some form of, like, financial security. So, I don't know. I mean, who's more likely to move? Hoffman, Broussard, or Carlson? All three. <laughs> yeah, and that's it's it's, Man, it's amazing Ottawa. that
0: what a, a a double overtime away from a Stanley Cup final.
1: That but that's what did them in. That's what did them in. They got didn't they get pummeled possession wise last year before they made the playoffs?
0: Yeah, and and Pittsburgh who didn't control, you know, pace of play against Columbus or Anyone Washington. Else? Yeah. Um it was funny that, in hindsight, funny. <laughs> funny that they, they were controlling play
1: against Ottawa and having more trouble with them. So, so it's one of those situations where it's like they just, they missed, they, they, they didn't assess their team very well. You know, they misunderstood what their actual roster was and they're about where their possession numbers should have put them. They had a hot goalie. Um, you wouldn't expect Craig Anderson to drop off quite like he has this year that that I can understand but he goalie's very rarely a superhuman two years in a row unless you're Henrik Lundqvist
0: I guess um, Rick Nash would be a person of interest I think he, he's gonna <clears throat> I think a lot of people are waiting to see what happens with that kind of as a set the market kind of thing
1: yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're on the money there.
0: He's, he's kind of been an underappreciated guy for a while because his shooting percentage Playoff in runs. the playoffs, I, yep. I don't understand it. But, man, some of those years, he he the, the year they went to the cup final and he wasn't scoring a lot, he, he was playing great.
1: Yeah, but it's it's what have you done for me lately? And if you don't score in that situation, and you're paid as much as he is, you're caught behind him. It. It's just 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 the reality of it's the reality of team sports. It's the reality of of, of hockey the way it's covered. Um, you know, he's always had the reputation of of being a shrinking violet in the playoffs, and not scoring helped um, emphasize that.
0: Um, I mean, if Nash goes, you got a. kind of just sell, right?
1: Well, that's what they're employing.
0: Yeah, actually, they did have that official memo to their season ticket holders, which, you know, kind of gives them a heads up. But you hear McDonough's name out there. You hear, um, or you don't hear, Zuccarello. He'd be the one I want.
1: Yeah, but who do you reckon, if you're the Rangers, you're going to get the better return? I reckon they get, somebody will overpay for McDonough because of his contract. Because I think there's another year after this one. There he is, And he's only 4.7. So the contract he signs after this is probably going to be ugly, but you're going to get him for two playoff runs here. So if, if you're someone like Tampa or, or, or Boston, um, Washington even, not that I'm thinking they can fit them in under the cap sort of thing but those are the kind of teams in the east that you that would want to do something like that you know why wouldn't you want to whack mcdonough next to klingberg if you were dallas yeah right so you know i know that my brain thinks um very east centric because of of the penguins but um you know, Madonna, for me is very similar to, to Hoffman. You know, everybody that needs somebody at that position should be trying to chase that down.
0: Yeah, because the money's great and there's term.
1: Yeah, it's the same with the with the Carlson thing for for Ottawa. The the, the extra year is what makes um, the asking price for both of these players, I think, correctly very high. And I think that's what makes Tampa
0: a part of the conversation for that. Because the money could fit, and well, like there's him,
1: a little bit of term. Well, You'd be giving up, up, up a ton, but... You could give up Johnson if you wanted.
0: I don't think they'd take him. <clears throat> When's his new contract again
1: oh, yeah. I never actually mentally put that into play.
0: Yeah, he's making five. Maybe they'll take Kunitz. He scored against them in Game Seven.
1: <laughs> Does Tyler Johnson have anything that? You see, so here's the here's the thing: if you're going to get rid of Tyler Johnson, you get rid of him this year. He's got NTCS and modified NTCS through to the end of the contract, right? So if they're going to move him, this is it. And if you're going to do it, do it for someone like Carlson. Or McDonough. He's 27, so his contract runs through until he's twenty. Uh, 33, 34. So it's not like the, the tail end of the contract's going to be terrible.
0: For
1: Tyler Johnson.
0: Oh. No, I don't think it's a bad contract. I just, if you're trading Hoffman at five million, why are you picking up Tyler Johnson for Carlson?
1: Because the cost control. Yeah, I guess that's because yeah. Carlson's gonna he's gonna get paid what fourteen mil. Nah, twelve. Either way, they don't want to pony up for that. Nope. Well, anybody? Anybody else in particular we want to have a a chat about player wise?
0: I don't think so. I don't know if we can. Kids are in a sleepover. I have to go to dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so this is the problem. Crammed it in earlier in the day.
0: Yeah, but it got in. It, did. it got in. So I think we're good.
1: Yeah. Let's wrap this one up and we'll see how we go after the deadline hey
0: yeah um i'm off of work this week hopefully we can sneak another one in
1: well hang the dead, dead deadline days what's the date is it the 26th that it's the last day is it Well, oh, that was the question
0: i don't know i don't work for a rumor site or anything <laughs> february
1: 26th all right cool what so sucks. it's next monday it's a tuesday it's a tuesday for me
0: oh. yeah but you'll know who got traded before i do yeah,
1: that, that doesn't work that way <laughs> <laughs> all right let's wrap it up all right. all right you guys know where we are twitter's at hockey underscore hertz He's at Gunnerstall. I'm at walshy 66 We're on Facebook. Just do a search for Hockey Hurts Podcast there. Please rate us on iTunes. It helps other people find us if they're crazy enough to want to listen to us. Um, You can find Ryan stuff at uh, hockeybuzz.com. All my suspension stuff's uh, here at hockeyhurts.com. Is there anything I have missed? Patreon. If you would like to contribute to the podcast,